Good evening and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Powerpuff Babes Podcast, where sugar meets spice and everything nice. We're your hosts, Mo and Kat. Unfortunately, we can't have Ali here with us due to personal reasons, but she will be back next time, I believe. So, we'll just... Next weekend. Let's get on. Hopefully. Next weekend. As far as I know today, though, Kat has some stuff she wants to talk about. I do, I do. And the first thing that I want to talk about is this whole Elon Musk thing that I found out. Um, I found out yesterday. No, I found out today this morning. And turns out, Miss Mo, he, so you know how he bought out Twitter, right? Turns out, <laughs> turns out he, he fired a lot of people um, in the uh, company of Twitter. And he started with the CEO and the CFO. Now, the reasons to it, I didn't really look into this. I really should have, and I didn't. Um, the reason to this is I have no idea why. <laughs> why he Gosh. fired them. But um, I know that he fired the CEO and the CFO. And he fired somebody. Oh, he fired the um, um, somebody from the like little group that they have that is uh that is um what's the word i'm looking for responsible for banning people from twitter so like whoever banned <laughs> whoever banned certain people on twitter that person is fired he got fired by elon musk what? so it was a huge deal because it was a lot of people that he fired. Um, like, it's all over TikTok from what I saw. It's all over Twitter. And everybody's just going nuts. Because they're like, now we can't do the things that we, like, usually do. Because apparently Elon, Elon Musk is gonna, like, uh, make it really strict with Twitter now. He gonna make it to where you have to pay for it? That's what I heard. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, know. Hold on, I gotta find this article, but it said it it said something like that. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, like, we're gonna have to like a lot of people are gonna leave Twitter for it. Like MySpace is gonna be oh, a thing all yeah. over again. A lot of people have already left Twitter. They've already left Twitter because of this whole Elon Musk thing. Um but if they're leaving because of that reason, that's crazy. Yeah. That's oh, man. Can you imagine crazy. the amount of people who were banned, possibly going to be unbanned from Twitter? Man. That whole nightmare. It's going to be a whole pain in the ass. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. I was just like, bro. <laughs> That's another thing that I also have to talk about is the fact that <laughs> I saw a TikTok this morning too. Um, tell me why Kanye. <laughs> so Kanye West has a sponsorship with, um, ooh ooh ooh, what is Adidas, uh, the shoe company or the shoe brand. And he said because of uh now he does now he doesn't have that sponsorship sponsorship but because he had that sponsorship he thought it was a good idea to go on a talk show and talk about oh because i have this sponsorship uh i can say like anti um yeah he anti-semitic things there whatever the fuck he wants yeah and, and immediately like, adidas was like no no mm. banned <laughs> oh, slow your roll you're not that special. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he tried going to, I think it was uh, Nike, not Nike, sneakers, or I think it was sneakers. Hold on. Skechers? Kanye West. Skechers. Skechers. It was Skechers. <laughs> he went to the, I'm sorry. <laughs> Skechers. He went to the Skechers HQ or whatever and was trying to get a partnership with them and they turned him away because they're a Jewish family that owns it. Ooh. And he's already said like, so like he's already said really bad stuff about the Jews already. So uh, mm -hmm. it was like, oh my god, yeah. Oh man, 
It's yeah, he tried crazy. going to Skechers and was immediately escorted out. He was like, no. <laughs> they said, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, mm-mm. And I, he, he's not even a billionaire anymore. He's not on the list of uh, Forbes top mm-mm. billionaires. He's, he's now st- a millionaire again, and it's dropping fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I know I remembered watching something... And I was like, ooh, I want to talk about this. And it was something to do with a specific celebrity. And I just can't remember what it is that I have to, that I had to say. I would have to, like, go through um, my TikTok stuff and, like, find out. But, um, mm, oh, Kim Kardashian. Man, do I got something to say about her. Um, Did you know? So, you know how she wears these, like, really, like, uh, flashy items or like you know her style is very like whenever she wants to go to like uh what is it is it the emmys no it's not the emmys what is it it's like whenever she goes to this red carpet this specific specific red carpet um event tell me why she was like oh now i want to wear selena um well she wants to wear selena's dress get grammy yes grammy one dude oh my god i heard about that oh my god and i was like i was like please tell me you're not talking about the original one because if you are you're gonna fuck this up the entire way like you are literally as soon as you make any alterca- uh alterations to the dress itself it loses its originality towards selena and that would be just a huge pain for the entire community that loves selena because selena just, she was way too young and she was taken way too like quick from her life but she was an awesome person like she was an amazing woman but it's just it's uh, the fact that she was like i want to wear like her dress and i was like no no (laughs) no it already made me so mad when i saw the marilyn monroe dress and then you have you seen them before and after of it in in the museum where at first like it's very pretty and then afterwards you see the crystals falling off of the dress yo i didn't even know she like, did some that of the are you serious yeah dude look it up some of the seams are even broken on it too and when you see her on the red carpet wearing it she's got that fur coat on it's because she's fighting the back because the back doesn't zip up all the way it's awful and uh, Marilyn Monroe's that that dress specifically was made on like attached to her body. They sewed that shit on her body, and the same thing with Selena's Grammy dress. They did the exact same thing that that's designed for her body. Oh my god, Hold I cannot on. imagine her fucking up that dress. Oh my god. Give me. <gasps> Yo. And then she wants to say she denies damaging the damn dress. Bro. She damaged it, dude. Oh my god. Apparently after like her wearing the dress, uh, the people who at the museum, you know, that was holding the dress and whatnot, they gave her a little box for her birthday, and it was a it's supposedly a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair. What? Yeah. I think it was for her birthday. It was either for her birthday or it was just as a gift they gave her uh, a lock of her hair. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. I just found a picture where she's wearing it. Like, she's showing the back. Her whole Uh butt is out, dude. That shit was not... Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, dude, does. she stretched it out. She fucking, the crystals that were sewed on, they're fucking fall, they fell off, falling off, are falling off. Nah, dude, yeah, she's definitely gonna mess up Selena's dress. I hope she doesn't. I hope she doesn't. I, she better not touch that fucking I dress, know, dude. dude. Oh, no. And I, oh my god, I know for a fact because it's money that her dad. Is gonna be like, sure, go ahead, or be like, you know what? Which other fucking dress do you want to wear? Like, I don't, I don't want to get sued. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, he does this. Ah, uh, but 
Yeah, dude. I just believe money-wise. Because uh, her dad's in charge of, was in charge of everything. He was the manager and the boss. And, like, her mom, I think she was. But it was mainly her dad, for sure. He was the one that had the go, the say. He, whatever he said went. Um, are we talking about, um... Adina? No, 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 sorry. When you said... Because you, I, I just caught what you said <laughs> with Kim. <laughs> you said her dad. Are you talking about uh, Caitlyn? Is it her name? No, Caitlin? I was talking about Selena. Oh, if Selena's K- dad. If Kim touches Selena's dress and then that uh, Selena's dad, allegedly, I'm not getting sued, uh, <laughs> allegedly would be like, possibly be like, uh, here, which other one do you also want to wear? There's this one, this one, this one. Because, uh, oh, yeah. as far as I, like, I it's whatever, if he's not making money from whatever people sell off Selena's name, they get sued immediately. Mm. Or they have to immediately shut that shit down. But if she's gonna wear the dress, I really hope he says no. Yeah, I hope he says no. Because that's, that's just gonna be messed up. That's like, <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> The amount of headache. Oh, could you imagine? The person who designed this dress, specifically for Selena, is probably going to be heartbroken to find out that that dress is now going to be ruined. Or or not now ruined, but like if they if that they get that dress back with like broken seams, like you know, like the crystals coming off and man. I think the designer for Marilyn's dress is still alive. I think. I wonder what. I wonder what they said because, man. I don't know if they said anything yet. It's just crazy. Like I get it. You want to be like. Okay. You want the designer. Uh, the desi- designer's name is Bob Mackey, mm. who sketched uh, Marilyn Monroe's dress and said it was a big mistake for Kim Kardashian to wear it. Did Bob Mackey, the designer who drew the sketch for a crystal-covered gown once worn by Marilyn Monroe, said it was the big. It was a big mistake for Kim Kardashian to wear it this year's Met Gala. Oh no! Damn. And dude. That just bothers me so bad. Don't touch her stuff. Like yeah, Marilyn's a legacy and anybody's stuff. You want it's to so be sad. like you want to stand out. Do your own thing. Like do your own shit. But don't touch people's stuff that are no longer alive. Like if if they're no longer on this earth and they are like that big of a of of a celebrity or like loved for like many many years and like doing for for doing what they do. Don't touch their shit. Don't do it. Don't do it. It is not that hard to just do your own shit. Like, okay, you want to do something. You want to wear their dress. Do something based off of that dress. You know, talk to whoever you got to talk to. So that way you don't get, you know, sued for copying the same thing. But do something that fits your body. Don't force something that's not your body type. I think what makes me more upset about her wearing Marilyn's dress is that Marilyn Monroe was already used a lot, like, appeared sexually towards, like, everything. Like, she was used every moment of her life to where, even in death, she she apparently was converted to be Jewish and she wanted to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And her ex-husband said no and put her in a Christian cemetery. And Hugh Hefner bought the... Uh, the plot next to her and he has it facing he has himself facing where he's facing her for all of eternity and some guy with lots of money bought the one above her and he was buried face down so he could always be on top of Marilyn Monroe what yeah dude it's really fucked up that's crazy that's (laughs) I wouldn't want nobody to be staring at me after them (laughs) 
It's awful. Like, a man would always, like, try to one-up her in life. And she obviously was, like, big and out there, right? She even got a whole grip on her own, like, career. She she she's, she put herself out there to where she was a fucking idol. She, everybody idolized her. Mm. And even in death, she can't rest. Yeah. It's just crazy. I don't know. People are crazy now. <laughs> They are, and the fact, oh no, just Kim, what Kim did felt like an insult to all that, because Marilyn wanted a dress specifically for her body, not for anybody else to wear, and Kim wore it, fucked it up. Ridiculous. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all these celebrities, see, it's Halloween. We're talking about scary stuff. Talking mm. about how celebrities are scary and awful, and that they're greedy and whatnot. Oh man, can you imagine having to pay for Twitter just to use it? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I think that scares me the most. I'll, I no. would quit Twitter so fast. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I see that, oh, now you got to pay this amount of money <laughs> to use Twitter. Nope. <laughs> Delete. Uninstall. <laughs> so this, Bye. I saw this tweet where it was uh, MySpace getting really excited for people to start coming back. <laughs> coming back to the MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not MySpace. Oh, man. But um, but we are in the spooky season, so I mean that would be one of the spookiest spookiest things to go through is to to literally pay for Twitter, to use Twitter. Oh um, man, dude! People who pay for Twitter now, the Twitter blue or whatever, I don't understand that. Why would you do that? <laughs> I know that if you play, if you pay for Twitter blue, you can edit your tweets. Like you could edit like a Facebook post, but I don't get why. Why? Why? Why would you pay for it? Yeah, like, <laughs> just, there's no reason to do that, but okay. But okay. But, um, Mo, from what I understand, you have some spooky stories to give us, yes? I do. <gasps> well, I'm gonna read off this Reddit. I've sent it in uh, our Discord. Like, oh, well, I can send it in the general one, so that way, in case anybody ever wants a spooky read, this is where I usually read them all from. Like, the last ones in the last episode, these were all from this community. And everybody in that community usually shares, like, a spooky story. I don't know if any of them are real or not. You know, some people were, like, really good with their ghost stories, and some people are actually haunted by things. But, I don't know, if you want a spooky spooky story before bed because you're weird like that and that's the place for you <laughs> okay i haven't read any of any of these yet so it'd be new to all of us so this one's called there's nothing in the water i don't know anything about it but here we go have you ever wondered would you rather fall out of a plane or be stranded in the middle of the ocean for me there's never been a question of my that's never been a question of my choice i would rather willingly jump out of a plane knowing i'm facing certain death than be stranded in the middle of the sea and yet i fell drunkenly off the ship i was working on in the middle of the night i doubt anyone heard me fall fall over or my call for help a storm had been pretty rough last night, but here I was now, boiling in the blazing sun in the warm sea, my legs kicking feebly just to keep myself afloat. I knew I was an inconceivable distance from land. Even if I wanted to start swimming, the exhaustion, dehydration, or fatigue would get me before I even made a dent in the distance I need to travel. No, the only option now was to wait. There would surely be another working vessel coming through these waters. I've never been afraid of being on these sh on ships, but I've been on the internet long enough to have a healthy trepidation of deep water. The unknown lurking beneath the waves, protected by the protected by the depth of the sea and the isolation from land. But there's nothing in the water except fish, of course, single cell organisms, whales, sharks. There's definitely something in the water, but looking down, all I see is the vast dark shadow of the unfathomably deep sea. There's nothing that will immediately hurt me in the water. That's not necessarily true. I'm sure there's some animal that will decide I look tasty enough, but if it does come to that, then hopefully I'll be dead for that part. 
I feel a current move under my feet. There's something under me in the water. It's probably just a school of fish, a larger sea creature, a rogue current, who knows, but nothing I can see, so I afford myself that small comfort. Then I see the fins, maybe 50 feet, 50 feet away from me, a pair of large gray fins approaching me, a shark, a big one at that. Easily ten foot longer, if if easily ten foot, if not longer, approaching leisurely like a child that's just hap, just happened upon a table full of cookies. The fins speed up, and I feel that current again, stronger this time. The shark turns so quickly I can barely process it, and it starts swimming away, probably as fast as it can move. My relief is short lived, as it dawns on me. The shark was afraid. There is something dangerous beneath me in the water. I look down and I see the shadow of the sea. Is it bigger? It that's absurd. I, it absolutely can't be, but it certainly feels like it. It yawns on me, inviting like a large dark blanket that will wrap me up and tuck me to a long piece beneath the waves. I kick again lazily and close my eyes and let the sun hit my face. I sink beneath the waves for just a moment just to rest. Something pulls at my feet and my eyes shoot open. There is something in the water and it has me. I kick and struggle, but whatever has me is immeasurably strong. I may as well be tied to a mountain. My lungs are beginning to scream and I let out, what I let out whatever is left in my lungs and the thing that has my legs pulls me down. The sea grows darker still and the pressure mounts as my lungs fill with salt water. I'm going to die and no one will ever know what happened to me. Whatever is holding onto my leg suddenly let's go suddenly. I open my eyes to the sting of the salt water and look down. Whatever had me is struggling just as I was. What I had taken as the depth is twisting squirming mass, but being pulled down by something. But I'm not going to find out what. I kick with the last of my strength and look up. Just as I lose consciousness, I look up and see a mass above me. A boat. Safety. I break the surface, choke, and slip into nothingness. I was dead for three minutes, apparently. The doctors say I'll make a full recovery. I'm grateful for their help. But more than anything, I'm grateful that I can make the choice of never going into the ocean ever again. Because there is something in the water, and it let me go because something bigger got it. And that's it. Yo. That's not as scary as I thought it would be, but you know what I definitely don't want to go into the ocean. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? You remember that story that you told um, last season of um, the... Uh, I can't remember. I can't think of the word. Uh, but it's a, like a, <laughs> the dismembered feet or like the, the, the feet in the ocean. You know what huh? I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The feet in the all yeah, that story like, that I read. Yeah, that like, crime. Yes. Um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's the like it's just the like from the ankles down, and they surfaced in the ocean that one that in that one ocean. I can't remember which ocean it was, but you read that story no, last year. <laughs> Yeah, it was a true crime story. It was somewhere up north, like more towards Canada. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I have it saved anywhere on here, but yeah, no, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was a uh, it was a crazy story though. <laughs> yeah, I think because... I think what had happened was that it, there's still um, there's still theories about that, right? Even yeah, there's still theories like... about it. I never, uh, I never caught up, or I, yeah, I never looked back on it. I'm sure there's probably like another update, but as far as I know, it's just that the rip currents are like weird and they push more towards that beach. So any like any bodies that fall in the water and like are torn apart by the waves, their feet are washed up mainly on that shore, with their shoes still on the feet. Hmm. Because I think like any other living little scavengers or whatever that try to eat them they can't get into the shoes so then those are left behind and then they end up washing up on the store on the shore <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy though he started being the fly on the send you this story you can read it this one looks scary or at least has a scary title this one says the voice in the attic I'm gonna let you read that. 
the voice in the attic? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Pull this up. Okay. Oh, come on. Okay. <clears throat> Let's pull this in front of me. <laughs> there we go. Okay, the voice in the attic. There was an old farmhouse that, until it was torn down, stood in the middle of a three-acre plot of land in Mansfield, Texas. The land began. Sorry, the land belongs to Seasons. Seasons parents. I don't who had purchased the otherwise barren expanse with the intent of building a home on the northwest edge of the property closest to the main road. The home was built, the perimeter fenced, and the rest of the land used to hold um, the many pieces of heavy equipment that seasoned stepfather uses for his sand and gravel company. After toying with the idea of renovating the 60-year-old farmhouse and turning it into a guest house, they decided against it and now only use it for storage. Last summer, uh, Season received an invitation from her, from her parents for us to spend a few days at their home, so we packed our overnight things uh, and made the four-hour drive from our home in Oklahoma, lo looking forward to a pleasant weekend. For the record, Season and I... What is... Is that really their name? Season? Okay. This, honestly, with all the weird names they give these days, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Season and I share an interest in the paranormal. We both enjoy horror movies, scary novels, and occasional worthwhile spooky documentaries. We've also tried our hand at ghost hunting once during a ghost tour in San Antonio, Texas. Honestly, would love to do that someday. <laughs> what, <laughs> what yeah, apparently San Antonio is very haunted. Uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, what really captures our imaginations, however, are EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, audios, audio recordings. Some of the anomalies that we have heard or that we had heard on these recordings could easily be written off uh, using more earthbound than other word, otherworldly explanations. Yet there are some that even a rational mind must admit are beyond the scope of common experience and understanding. In any case, beyond having heard or read about such occurrences, we had never had a personal experience involving a disembodied voice. Not until the weekend that we spent at Season Season's parents' home in July of 2007. I was only six at that time. Cool. Uh, we arrived in Mansfield late on a Friday evening, and after a little catching up, we decided to turn in. Laying awake in bed talking, not quite able to sleep just yet, our conversation turned to the old farmhouse that stood about 50 yards off the south side of the house. I was, I was as much enticed by the farmhouse's uh, seemingly ancient decrypt... decrypt... wait... Seem <laughs> seemingly ancient decrepit beauty? De I'm gonna assume that's right. <laughs> As I was impressed by its subtle yet unmistakable air of, for of foreboding. I mentioned how creepy it had looked to me under the light of the moon as we approached the house and how perfect a setting... That's not right. And how perfect a setting it seemed for the types, there we go, of hauntings I was so fond of reading about on dark, wintry nights. I asked what it was like inside and she responded by telling me she didn't know. She had never been inside. My stepdad never let me inside. He says it's not safe in there. At breakfast the next morning, though, the notion that I'd planted in her head was alive and kicking and she broached the subject of the old farmhouse with her stepfather it's a dangerous place there's bats in the attic and i don't want you poking around in there was all he would say when he when asked about it attempting to turn the conversation from the subject at hand by asking if we wanted to ride the four wheelers after breakfast uh, an hour after breakfast season informed me with a mi mischievous grin that we would be investigating the old farmhouse just as soon as her father 
or sorry, as soon as her stepfather headed into town on some errands. Gabriel had gone off with his grandmother to a water park, so we would have the whole place to ourselves. Who is Gabriel? Um, did I miss something? <laughs> I don't remember Gabriel, but you know what? Okay. <laughs> we picked somebody up along the way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Oh, the sun was straight ahead. Uh, sorry, the sun was straight overhead as we approached the doorway of the old farmhouse. We hesitated at the entrance, casting a glance back at the house to ensure no lectures about venturing into uh, unsound structures would be delivered over dinner that night. The doorless entry, the door, the doorless entryway opened up to a fairly large room crowded with cardboard cardboard boxes uh, and a large work table stacked with various grease-stained engine parts. So, oh yeah, that's right. They mentioned that they only used it for storage. To the right, there was yet another doorway that led into a much smaller room. The way into this room was made impenetrable um, by more stacks of boxes and crates. Off to the left, I saw an even smaller doorway that exposed a rickety flight of stairs leading presumably to the attic above the interior was fairly lit well lit and we were both engrossed in our own thoughts and busily exploring uh when we heard the thump overhead i wish we've had a, a video camera to record our reactions to the sound because we both nearly jumped out of our skins i started to mutter did you hear that when season cut me off with a swatting of her arm and a sharp shh Dead silence ensued for the next 30 seconds as we stood there until I finally spoke again in a whisper. Could we, could, could be the bats buddy warned us about. The noise came again, this time more distinct, not directly overhead, but further toward the back as if, as of something in the far corner of the attic above our heads. Immediately our, our heads turned toward the doorway to our left the doorway leading to the short flight of steps into the attic. Season was about to say something when it came a third time, actually loosening dirt from the rafters and uh, punctuated by a dragging shuffle on the floorboards overhead. I said, it sounds like there's someone up there. What we heard next was a voice, soft and low, muffled by... The rafters and the overhead floorboards that separated us from the attic and it called the words, David, is that you? Dear David? Oh, no, don't start, please. <laughs> Dear David, is that, that you? That still scares me. <laughs> if you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely check out our um, our past episodes. Uh, I believe it was season one episode. It was like one of the last episodes. But it's a <laughs> it's a scary story that I was talking about that I brought to the girls uh, called Dear David. It was really funny because I loved their reactions um, because the website that I was reading it off of had also like the 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 writer had also put up videos, pictures, uh, drawings and stuff like that so it was really funny to like go through the day-by-day -day updates with the girls it was really funny for me uh, but it, it is pretty creepy if you like if you really like play like pay attention to the story oh, man that shit scared <laughs> the fuck out of me apparently there's gonna be a movie about it and i'm not watching it <laughs> well i'll have to watch it with the girls but i'm not watching it by myself oh my god i'm not gonna sleep for a long time. I know that. Oh man, I I can't wait for that movie to come out. I hope they come out with it soon. Um okay, so back to the story. One moment we were in the in that dark stuffy farmhouse, the next we were out in the bright sunlight with the breeze blowing in our faces as we stepped lively through the tall grass back toward the main house. It was that quick. That synchronous synchronous Okay. Yes. <laughs> Once away from whatever <laughs> danger we we may have been in and imagined we were in within the sorry, I can't get the back. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the dear David. <laughs> Is that you? Okay. Just like erase it. <laughs> what if it was? 
you just see this oh, kid. man that's terrifying like all of a sudden it's just like it's the connection that he's been looking for <laughs> that the guy's been looking for being like oh my god why is this kid oh my god i don't even want to start <laughs> <laughs> once away from whatever danger we may have been in or imagined we were in within the safety of the sunlight you'd think that we would have found ourselves a safe space somewhere and sat talking about what we had heard or what we thought we had heard but we didn't we simply turned heels quickly left and not another mention of the experiences we had that day until we found ourselves in bed again late that late that night unable to sleep and unable to forget i brought up the topic and we discussed what we thought we heard and danced around a million different possible explanations for what it could have been but the explanation that occurred to me as we lay in lay in bed sleepless was a bit more frightening maybe there's someone living up there that nobody knows about the idea sent shivers up and down my spine offering up images of escaped mental patients creeping onto unsuspecting people's properties in the dead of night and it alarmed me to the point where i actually got out of bed stood at the window looking out onto the property offering a clear view of the moon washed uh washed farmhouse and actually considered either going out there with a weapon from the house or calling the local police to check it out. We could have been mistaken um, in what we heard, though, and the last we wanted to do, the last thing we wanted to do, apart from admitting to her stepdaughter that we had betrayed his wishes to keep out, was to call the police and to investigate the overactive Im imagings of a young couple. So we determined that in the morning we would go out to investigate yet again this time as we approached the farmhouse not having mentioned or our concerns to her parents or for fear of causing undue worry i was armed with a baseball bat i had found lying in the grass and seasoned perhaps not entirely convinced the sounds had come from something living with a long-handled flashlight and a mini cassette recorder she found in the in the house Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. What do do with that? This is the Stranger Things? <laughs> Vecna's in that house. Flashlight in. No spoilers. The mini cassette, I'm, I'm assuming the mini cassette is for the um, quote unquote EVPs. Um, Probably. But I hope a so. flashlight? What the fuck are you. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's gonna blind them. This is Dead by Daylight. Please, you know. <laughs> oh man um our second entrance to the farmhouse proved to be a lot more ordinary than my imagination had fancied it might be and the notion that someone may have actually taken up residence in that ramshackle old home was quickly put to rest on a second look also the like likeliness that anyone attempting to climb up the flight of stairs leading to the attic would most most likely crash through the rotted wood and break a leg or worse we stood listening in silence for what seemed like an eternity. Nothing, no sounds except for the occasional crack of the wood settling. Uh, settling? We decided that since we had come this far, we were damned if we were going to leave without a good and thorough search. And so we set about the task of figuring out a way to ascend the steps leading to the attic. I'd spotted a fairly fresh plank of wood, about six feet long, two feet wide, and three inches thick, lying in the yard of the farmhouse as we approached. So I came up with the idea that perhaps we could lay the plank lengthwise across the top of the uh, steps to crawl up. Once we had constructed, sorry, <clears throat> once we had constructed the ramp, um, and after another five minutes quietly arguing over who should be the first to go, I went up the length of the plank. You're kidding. <laughs> You're literally... That's how white people get themselves in horror movies. Because <laughs> I would have... If the stepdad would have been like, don't get in the, go in there this bad. So I would have been, alright, that's it. Nope. I'm not going in there. Unless, <laughs> like, I started hearing crazy shit from like across the fucking like field wherever the fuck they're sleeping at no then i'd be concerned but they decided to go in there anyway and they they hear creepy shit and it's like oh well i mean you were warned not to go in there mm -hmm. why would you do it exactly what was the reason 
how white people get themselves stuck in all them situations. Ridiculous. Okay, so okay. by this time the sun had emerged and the sunlight the sunlight cast through the holes in the roof was good enough so that I could see everything. As I stood on the floorboards of the attic, determining if they were in well enough shape to sustain my weight, I scanned the large area before me. Baseball bat ready. <laughs> Baseball bat at the ready. When I look back on it, I honestly don't know what I was expecting to see up there in the attic, but whatever it may have been, whether flesh and bone or otherwise, there was nothing to be found. Only a severely rusted bed spring and an equally old mattress leaning askew uh, against the near wall and, oh, I'm sorry, a scattering of crates and a decrepit rocking chair that sat in the farthest corner of the attic facing the wall. That's creepy. Um, I stood there staring at the back of that chair until Season's voice directly behind me startled me out of my days. It's empty. I turned around to find that as soon as I... Wait. I turned around to find that as I'd stood there taking an inventory of the space before me, she made her way up the plank and into the attic. She was aiming the beam of her flashlight and scanning the attic. So much for our stranger in the attic theory, I added, motioning to the inch-thick layer of dust that covered every visible square foot of the floorboards. If anybody, if anyone had been in the attic, it was a long, long time before we had ever arrived. I'm not sure how long we stood there, but it was long enough for the two of us to determine that none of our explanations fit what we had heard. As we turned to begin our descent back down our makeshift ramp, Season stopped and fished a blank cassette out of her pocket and inserted it into the recorder. I said something like, hey, don't bother, let's just get out of here. But she informed me that she was going to leave the micro cassette behind in record mode. She set it down on one of the floorboards just inside the attic entryway, just to satisfy my curiosity curiosity jesus she said and we left we never did tell anyone that we'd been up to that wait let me pull this down more so i can actually see this mm, that's too far okay we never did tell anyone what we had been up to that day or the day previous we were set to head back home early the following morning and we both agreed as we both agreed it was far better to exchange pleasantries on the final evening evening of our visit rather than to choke the air with questions about previous tenants, the history of the land, or the possibility of spirits that linger after death. According to, according to Season, things like that didn't go over too well with her stepfather. We realized that in order to retrieve the cassette recorder Season had left behind, we would not only have to be brave enough to... Sorry, we would not only have to brave the rickety ramp of our invention once again but we'd also have to make it out there early enough so that her so that no one would see us why is that there do you see that so that her no one would see us that her no yeah that's weird <laughs> that's some um, typo i get it english can be hard mm. <laughs> We also decided that it would be best to take down the makeshift ramp so proof of our actions wouldn't be discovered. We resolved the re what? We resolved to wake up half an hour before dawn and sneak out the out to the old farmhouse one last time. When we got there, this time stepping our way through the dark with the aid of the flashlight, everything was just as we'd left it. No signs of any ghostly disturbance, no violently violently overturned boxes no footprints in the dust other than those we'd created ourselves i cautiously but hurriedly hurriedly crawled my way up the wooden plank reached a hand into the darkness and retrieved the cassette recorder which was in the exact exact place we had left it the day before i made my way down we took down the ramp and we took down the ramp i was patting the dust and dirt from my pant legs when it came again the sudden oh okay i was like what came again <laughs> the same sudden sharp thump that we had heard two days prior 
my first thought was that season must have um heard something moving up there before the thump sounded because when i looked at her her head was already turned upwards and her eyes were fixed on the attic entrance directly above us my eyes followed her stare and i looked up but there was nothing uh discernible in the darkness beyond the threshold season had just begun to ask me her had just began to ask me if I heard it too, but her words broke off when another thud, this time more jarring than the first, almost violent in its force, sent a fistful of dust shooting from the rafters. The horrible, sickening, shuffling sound came again, and the image that entered my mind was that of someone or something dragging itself across the floor, almost directly above our heads, approaching the attic entry. Ooh, could you imagine just... The bucket, bro. I am, <laughs> dude. I used to be in track. Immediately, that she would come back. I'm out. No. Mm-mm. Bye. <laughs> okay. In an instant, the two of us were stumbling through the dark toward the the front entrance. Within and within five seconds, we were back out into the cold, into the cool pre-dawn air. As we passed through the doorway of the old farmhouse for the last time, we heard the voice again, this time much closer, coming from uh, <laughs> coming from atop the attic stairs where we had stood only seconds ago, this time much clearer, raspy, nearly gravelly, calling after us, and the words it said were, David, don't leave me all alone. Hell no, I'm out of there, dude. I would have book Fuck that no. shit <laughs> oh my book? god Ooh, that is ooh. okay we stopped about 10 feet short for of her parents back porch and tried to regain our composure season suddenly remembered the micro cassette recorder checked it out closely and announced it's turned off halfway through the tape as if someone shut it off on purpose i tried the re i tried to reason that maybe the batteries had run out but she quickly dispelled the notion when she pressed the rewind button and it kicked immediately into life Ooh, that's creepy it only took a few seconds for that tape to reach the the start of the spool and just as she was about to press play the back door swung open and season's mother charla carla she's weird that but that better not be a weird, quirky name way to spell Carla, bro. I'm gonna assume it's Carla. Please. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that too. Uh, God. Oh, why do y'all gotta spell it like <laughs> that? C H A R. You got quirky Carla out here, and then you got Buddy. <laughs> buddy. Buddy's like a nice one, but like seasoning Carla. Yeah, I have no idea. Her name's Quirky um, Carla. <laughs> Season's mother, Carla, was standing there in her morning robe. What are you two doing up so early? She asked. Oh, just getting the car situated, I quickly replied, and we darted back inside the house to have breakfast. It wasn't until we set our farewells and hit the road once again, all the while warily eyeing the old farmhouse as we made our way down the road, down the long gravel driveway, headed for the main road with Gabriel. Who the fuck is Gabriel? <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Why y'all barely mentioning Gabriel? At least tell us who he is. All I'm thinking about is like... I feel like we're missing chunks of this story. <laughs> um, they're definite, they definitely left some details out. Because we should know who Gabriel is. Is, is. Do you have an angel on your shoulder? Mm. <laughs> um, uh, Maybe it's their son? Maybe. Mm, I don't think so, though. With Gabriel safely conked out in the back seat, that we were finally all alone. Jesus Christ! That we were finally alone and able to listen to what it was that may have been recorded. I wasn't certain that anything would have come through the tape, but I wanted to be able to listen without having to strain to hear over uh, sound of the engine. So as soon as we'd uh, gone about a mile, I pulled the car over, or I pulled the car off to the side of the road under the shade of a tree and shut the engine off the first sound had the first sound head on the tape were season's own words just to satisfy my curiosity then the creaking and groaning of the floorboards and the racket of our footfalls as we made our way down the plank ex 
and exited the farmhouse. Five minutes of silence ensued, only the occasional sound of the old structure settling on it, in on itself, then another five or six minutes, then the sound of an airplane flying by in the distance, then more silence. Just as the tape was about to reach the point where it had mysteriously stopped on itself, I heard something. On first impression, it sounded like someone breathing in short, shallow breaths. I was opening my mouth to ask, to ask Season to stop the tape and rewind it when I realized the sound was only getting louder. Ooh. I could tell by the expression on Season's face that I was not, in fact, hearing things. She was hearing it too. What came next, though, sent shivers down my spine and made the, the sounds we'd heard in the farmhouse frightening and inexplicable, though, uh, though they were seemed like nothing more than a precursor. The breath seemed to get... The breath seemed to be getting louder, uh, and although no sound of movement could be heard, I got the distinct impression that something was drawing nearer to the microphone. It frightened me to the to think that the very cassette recorder season now held in uh, trembling hands could have come so close to, or may have ever, may have, wait, or may even have been touched by whatever it was that was causing that horrible sound. The breathing faded almost abruptly, followed by approximately 10 seconds of absolute silence. Then the singing began. The singing? <laughs> the singing? Oh, so she's a singer. She's, she, what they, they don't know is that they had a famous singer up in the attic. <laughs> it was quite unmistake unmistakably and most distinctly the voice of a woman and although I could not make out the words she was singing something, a lullaby perhaps? To this day, I am not sure, even though we've listened to the tape hundreds of times since and have tried amplifying the sound through various means, it is certainly not a melody I or Season or anyone else would have shared. We've shared the recording with, are familiar with. It isn't that horrible breathing or the faint yet undeniable strain of song delivered by the mysterious voice that still... Uh, to this day haunts my mind in the quiet dark before sleep overtakes me. Rather, it is the final three seconds of that recording um, that will always stay with me and we will always serve as proof to my mind and will always serve as proof to my mind that despite our best efforts to argue the contrary, there are things that happen in this life that are beyond the bounds of rational explanation. The singing stopped abruptly and was replaced by a dry Horse giggle, a hideous, insane laughter that erupted into a cackle just as an invisible finger reached out and brushed against the microphone and pressed stop. <laughs> that is creepy. They were spending what the weekend at their at his at uh, this person's father in law's at seasons at house? seasons parents house that has a farmhouse on the land on the land because they had a, a a big plot of land so she grew up there but she never went in there nev she never went in there her and stepdad she did. wanted to go oh my god her stepfather did because she was he was the one who kept warning her to be like no you can't go in there there's bats in there you can't go in there it's dangerous you that he decided to stay in there or stay there with his family is terrifying and I don't know why whenever they decided to go in when his dad and then left to the town my mind was oh he's in there fucking with them <laughs> he's the one banging you know on them what? on the yeah, I didn't think of that that would have been funny though if that was the case and then when they said it was a woman like like uh making all these noises and singing and stuff i was like oh it's the mom she's crazy she's in the attic at night <laughs> what's her name carla <laughs> carla what did you call her though what's the name that you put for her Freaky carla hey that's the one who's in the attic then that's what i think she was in the attic. Who's David, though? Person. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is who is David? Because this, That's this, a good question. this woman is calling out for David. 
I think well, the better question is who is Gabriel? I think Gabriel is their <laughs> son. I think so, but <laughs> they I don't just think failed so. to fucking mention. <laughs> the reason why I don't think it is uh like their son is because hold on, let me go back to the let me go back to that that spot where they first mentioned him. Gabriel had gone off with his grandmother to a water park. So we could have the whole place to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a friend or something. Or like a sibling. Or one of their siblings. Or maybe seasoned sibling. Or maybe... yeah. Did again? Yeah. Where'd it go? Hold on. Find... So I don't know. Gabriel... <laughs> I yeah, they apologize. only mentioned Gabriel twice. Okay, Gabriel had gone off with his grandmother, so I assume that's Quirky Carla. Quirky Carla. I swear that has to be their son. That was a creepy one, though. But the thing is, if it was if it was their son, right? He would have said. Or they would have said my mother or my mom because it couldn't be Season's mom because her mom was right there at the at the thing. Yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah, it might actually be their son because Carla wasn't at the the uh farmhouse because the stepdad had gone out to into town, so the yeah. whole place was to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their son. Gabriel's their son. We figured it out. <laughs> the real mystery was solved. <laughs> now who's David? <laughs> Dear David. Fight <laughs> you. Oh, I hate that story. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. I'm gonna drag you to it without you knowing that that's what you're going to watch. Oh my god, I think I would literally cry. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think it would be that bad. <laughs> I think it would be awful. <laughs> it's the last I picture know this is... on Dear David that creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> That's it. It's just that last picture where you can clearly and, um... see, your, see him on the bed, like staring at <laughs> this man's soul. I'll never want to fucking look at that shit ever again. <laughs> Oh my god, that scared the fuck out of me. It's so bad. Oh my god. I can't wait. I can't wait. I really hope I really hope that the writer for Dear David pulls out that movie like super soon because <laughs> that would be so much fun to watch. Especially with Mo and Allie because Allie doesn't like Dear David either. <laughs> Man, when we were reading it, or Clumsy was reading it, um, the room I was in, it was we read it in the morning, didn't we? When we had when we yeah, did these that was, podcasts that, in the morning, yeah, that so was, was when we dark. had the schedule was, really early in the morning. My bedroom doesn't have windows, and so it gets really dark in here, at like with the light off, and I had the light off. I was so fucking scared. I had to go run to turn that picture. <laughs> I was so scared. I'm like, Cozy, please. And I just saw something in the corner of my eye. <laughs> oh, <I'm> man. So <laughs> oh, my God. You never do that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do it again? Okay. <laughs> oh, Cozy. No. Oh man, I could never find a a story that good ever again. Like that was the only time that I could find a gory, uh, a story that was that good. <laughs> I know. We looked everywhere. I could not find it. Like that's the only story I've ever seen that's had videos of like things falling yeah. over mysteriously. There are animals acting towards the door every night, and then they take like Polaroid pictures. It's really hard to fake a Polaroid picture. Mm, right mm-hmm. so he would take polaroid pictures of of the hallway outside his door and it's bright as fuck and the polaroid is pitch black 
Like, there's a video, I think, where he takes a Polaroid, and you can see the hallway's bright, and then it develops, like, right in the video, and it comes out black, like, pitch black, and it gets terrifying. And then he starts posting these pictures where you can see this little ghost boy, like, sitting by his bed. Oh my god, it's so... Ugh, the pictures are awful. They're the worst. I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, for anybody who doesn't understand or doesn't know what I'm talking... Or what we're talking about, it's a story called Dear David. You can search it up on Google. You can search it up on just about anywhere. Um, and we did an episode... No, we did two episodes. Because uh, one of them it was with Justmo, and then because Ali didn't have internet or Wi-Fi at the time, um, but there was a second episode that we we did with Ali, so that way we can get her reaction to this. Let me see if I can find out which episode it was because it was it was so long ago, but I could be wrong. Was I think it was around this time last year. You think that are a little bit more ahead, but I'm. <sighs> It was it was terrifying. Oh my god. Mo hates it. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. With a passion. She ooh, she read it to me in the dark. And I had to cover my eyes. Oh, and I had yeah. to skip through a lot of pictures. <laughs> I get creeped out so easily. Especially by paranormal things. Ugh. Man, oh my god. I can't remember one. One that it isn't one that thing. <sighs> I don't remember what ep like what was the name of the um the episode. I can't remember what the names of the episode it was on, but I could definitely find it. I'll find it, but and then I'll post the I think I actually sent the website on the Discord. I'm pretty sure I did. I'll send it again if I find it. Um but yeah, just keep an eye on our Discord and you'll find um you'll find that dear David story um in our discord um but yeah yeah i want to say it's called imaginary beings i want to say it's that one too but i honestly don't remember hey chills because that one's with the both of us and then oh man <gasps> i won't I really didn't. I think it was Monday Kills. I think it's episode 13, season one. Episode 13? Yeah. Because I know at first it was just you and me. Yeah, that first one was just you and me. The second one was, was with Allie. Let me, let me check. <laughs> let me check while I got everything here. Uh, Gales. You. Oh my god. That story. That story, like, I can't, even if I think of the name of it, because I remember him saying, like, he read it somewhere, or he, like, I don't know, so, he, like, found the name somewhere, and all of a sudden it started, he started appearing in his dreams, and then he started appearing, like, at the foot of his bed, and then he started appearing, like, oh my god, like, you can actually catch him on camera, and then, oh my god, it was awful. He just became more and more real, and that shit, I think that's the part that freaked me out the most. Because I used to have nightmares all the time when I was little, and I can still vividly remember some to this day, even, like, if I had some that when I was, like, six years old. And I remember I couldn't sleep well ever as a kid because I always had nightmares. So I never liked horror movies that well, because it, especially paranormal movies, because those reminded me of nightmares in, in my mind. It was like they came to life. So this story was, like, <laughs> my my childhood my childhood kid just freaking the fuck out. <laughs> that poor child. Clumsy, you've traumatized me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Monday's Chills. Okay, so it is it is season one, episode 13. So if you guys ever want to listen to that story that we're talking about, Dear David, and you guys want to listen to uh, Mo's reaction, go back to season one, episode 13. It could be either on YouTube. It's it's on YouTube and it's on Spotify. So you can definitely go back through the list. You'll find them there. Um, and then the one that we did with Ali was episode 16 and episode 17 of season one we had to break it off into two because we needed to finish off with ali's um 
reaction to it all because the whole thing we read it oh we read only some of it on the uh episode 13 with mo and then we didn't get to finish it with mo but we ended up finishing with both mo and ali on episode 16 and 17 but yeah definitely definitely take a look into those uh episodes if you can so you guys can hear about this story uh we might actually bring back that story sometime in a like a different like maybe next year halloween or something i'm thinking about bringing back that story because it is so much fun um to listen and to listen into because it's really you know once you catch all the details and like watch all of the videos and stuff it's very creepy so but yeah <laughs> it was really fun i love that one watch it and enjoy my torture enjoy me squirming like screaming and like <laughs> oh my god it was almost oh my god you, you guys will laugh at my reaction it was insane it was oh god <laughs> i don't think i've ever reacted like that on camera or anything like that before so clumsy really uh knocked it out of the park <laughs> mm -hmm. and thankfully we got spotify <laughs> and youtube mm -hmm. to keep record of it <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I believe we put the article or the link in our Discord. So in case you don't know what we're talking about, it's in our general, like, I'll, chat. So you I'll, should be able to find it. Or yeah. Clumsy will send another one. I'll post but, it again. I, oh I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's still there. So you'll be able to catch or read along with us and see what I see and then see why I'm freaking out so bad. But, uh... Go ahead and watch it. And uh, we're going to wrap this one up. So uh, go enjoy my misery. And we'll we'll see you on the next one. Thank you uh, for having us here. And uh, happy early Halloween. Uh, I know Halloween. Well, by the time people re watch this, it's possibly already Halloween or the day after Halloween. But here it's early. It's like two days before. So happy early Halloween. And we'll see you on the next one. Powerpuffs out. <laughs>